imagine sitting in the park in the heat Stomach empty, starving to eat Palms are sweaty, heart starting to beat About to get beheaded cause you didn't take the mark of the beast Bill Gates doesn't care about black teens He's trying to alter our DNA by giving us vaccines These elite Satanists are the psychoists They preparing our bodies to accept the microchip Can you imagine walking into a Wells Fargo Not being able to withdraw money because you ain't got a barcode your right hand or your forehead if you don't take the mark of the beast you're gonna fall to the floor dead head cut off bodies squirming our own government acting like nazi germans they want us to live in fear filled with uncertainty one world government under one currency i can categorically say that this is end times this virus is breaking us down just like an enzyme there's pedophiles leaving men and women childrenless these politicians are dummies and the devil's a ventriloquist Stemming from Epstein's Island Gavin Newsom ain't your governor He's a tyrant He took away everything That makes us happy and vibrant And put a mask on us To keep us silent Can you imagine sitting in the park in the heat Stomach empty Starving to eat Palms are sweaty Heart starting to beat About to get beheaded Cause you didn't take the mark of the beast Bill Gates doesn't care about black teens He's trying to alter our DNA By giving us vaccines These elite Satanists Are the psychoists to accept the microchip. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Josh and Jason Monday Christian and Conspiracy Podcast Show. I am your host, Josh Monday. If you don't know me, I'm a Christian rapper, devoted husband, father, and army veteran. I'd like to introduce you to my co-host. He's a Christian, devoted husband, and father. What's up, Jason? How's it going, bro? Uh, pretty good. How about yourself? Uh, it's good, I like good. The, I like the topic that that uh, that uh, this man, I can call you Nikolai, or is it? Or is yeah, it, man. Uh, Go for it. It kind of got me a little uh, kind of worked up. You know, because when I, when I go through this stuff, uh, it's it's a it's a subject that kind of hits kind of home with me because I don't I don't believe in organized religions and I don't believe in in uh, a lot of the deno- I don't believe in any denomination. I, I'm starting to lean away from even calling my just, I, it's like Christianity is one thing, but that's like that, that could be it's also kind of a vague thing or not. I don't know if I'm saying it right, but it's a it's a term that's used that could be, you know, you could be a Christian, you could be a scientific christian you could be it's just it's just so many different ways to be a lutheran christian you could be a uh a uh, baptist christian it's like you know i don't think god ever uh wrote down that uh or stated that you should be part of this and call yourself or fight for this and argue over it but i i i didn't understand the fridge the fringe church like i would love for you to explain that i didn't get that part because i don't know okay well let me introduce him first that's awesome our, our guest here is going <laughs> to, he got a hold of me on Instagram. We started talking back and forth and, uh, you know, I think he's going to start up some, uh, I don't know if he's going to start a podcast or what God's going to have him do, but um, I know he's going to uh, lead him in a direction. So I like to introduce you guys to Nikolai. What's up, brother? How you doing? I'm doing all right. It's uh, really good to be on here. I'm excited to have a good conversation with you guys tonight. Mm. Me too, bro. Me too. Uh, and the mic sounds good, bro. It sounds really good right now. So all right. So guys, first off, uh, first off, I want to thank everybody that listens to the podcast. We really appreciate you guys. We just hit 50,000 views on Spotify, Apple, and YouTube combined. We want to say we appreciate you guys. We're not doing it for the views and we're not doing it for money. We don't make any money off this. We're just doing this because 
We're trying to spread God's word. We're trying to expose the evil and we're trying to, you know, hopefully we get people saved or we hopefully we get you to just, you know, start reading the Bible or continue to read the Bible in any way that we can, um, you know, help you guys. Definitely. So Jason, thank you, man, uh, for, for always being here and, and doing the thing, bro. Um, so, all right, guys. So uh, today we're going to be talking about like what the way I interpreted it was um, like truthers or, or people falling away from the church or like a fringe on like, you know, like you start going through all these uh, deep conspiracies and everything. And then all of a sudden start, people start feeling like uh, maybe going to church is bad, you know? So um, first off, I want to go through some statistics real quick. This is uh, not truthers. This is like everybody in America. Okay. So uh, since 1937, uh, 73% of the people uh, in America were actually part of a church. Okay. In 1980, it went to 70%. In the year 2000, it went to 65%. In 2010, it went to 59%. Now in 2022, guys, we're at 40% of Americans are actually members of church. So as you see, the percentage is, is going down. Okay. Yeah, but, but is that is that the percentage of just a certain church or well you can't you know, do a certain church jake because there's you know i mean there could be there's, any there's there's forty five thousand denominations of christianity this is all christian uh christian or or probably mormon or jehovah's witness i would think uh, i believe that i think this is christian um but uh so uh my verse today is going to be uh second thessalonians 2 uh verses 1 through 4 okay guys this is this is my verse it's going to be now brethren concerning the coming of our lord jesus christ and our gathering together to him we ask you not to be soon shaken in mind or troubled either by spirit or by word or by letter as it is from us as though the uh, day of christ had come let no one deceive you by any means for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first and the man of sin revealed the son of perdition who opposes and exalts himself above all is god that is worship so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Okay, guys. So a falling away. That's kind of the what I, I kind of uh, interpreted some of this as. Um, but uh, Nikolai, I'll let you start and I and I'll uh, and, and we'll, we'll just uh, go from there, man. If you want to do your presentation. And yeah, we'll right on. Uh, so I kind of the goal tonight is to have just a really good conversation. And I feel like that's that's really one of the things that's missing from this topic. I think that uh, there are a lot of people who have a lot of strong feelings when you start to bring up the church. Sometimes that has to do with experiences in the past, possibly yeah. even abuse. Uh, some of it could be whatever baggage you bring with yourself. Um, I feel like that a lot of times shades the conversation. I'm looking forward to having a good conversation about this. Um, this idea of the Christian fringe in the church, it's something that I started noticing probably about eight years ago, nine years ago, uh, really starting to see there are a lot of Christians who would identify themselves as being part of Christ the Christian fringe or Christian conspiracy sort of realm. Um, Mike Heiser would call it Christian Middle Earth, uh, this group, right? Yeah. Um, that they would, they, they started to express not just disappointment with the church, which of course we'll have to define here in a minute. Yeah. Um, but just uh, a lot of times either hostility or contempt as if the church doesn't really exist and it doesn't matter uh, or that it's completely irrelevant to them. And I think that part of that is maybe a um, sort of a, a self-preservation sort of mechanism 
to mm-hmm. just say, I got my, I got my, my group, I've got my crew, I've got my community, however you want to say it. And we're fine. And you know, whatever that looks like. And um, so, yeah, actually what I wanted to do first was to ask you guys what you thought of this idea and uh, maybe to, to talk a little bit about that first, Jason, you, you started uh, talking about um, really some, some really important ideas. And so I don't know if you want to continue or Josh, if you want to jump in or. Uh, well, okay. So what I was going to say, Mel, it, it's tough with the Christian uh, uh, and conspiracy crowd. Okay. So this is the thing. Okay. A person that is a, a conspiracy theorist that is digging for the truth is like a wolf, like hunting information. Um, we're not like sheep that just take information in and then just accept it. And then that's it. What we do is we take that information and we dig and we pull, peel back the onion. So someone that's a Christian and conspiracy person uh, to the devil would be super dangerous because we're not just going to, we're not going to be deceived uh, because we already know the trick here. We know the trick there. Not saying that we can't be deceived. I'm just saying that someone I think is dangerous to the devil because when I go to church personally, I do go to a church. I go to a Calvary Chapel, non-denominational church. But when I go, my pastor will, will preach to me and, and, I, and I will listen to him and I'll, and I'll accept the word, you know, hearing the word, it creates the faith, you know, so it, I love that. But I also uh, will go and listen to someone else talking about that same verses that he talked about, maybe another pastor, maybe a little Chuck Mister, maybe a little pastor, Chuck Smith, maybe somebody else. And then I'm going to read the Bible myself, those verses, and I'm, and I'm going to try to dissect it. Right. So the crazy thing is when you are a conspiracy theorist, what happens that I see dude is that the people that are the teachers to, to the conspiracy crowd, they're usually like a new age teacher or there's somebody like, let's say, for example, Jordan Maxwell, okay? He's somebody that somebody's going to go, he's going to be unleashing information to you as a conspiracy theorist that you're going to be eating up. It's like bait. You're like, okay, cool. Look, he's talking about the dollar bill. He's talking about the eye on the top as Osiris, or it's like the, or it's the Antichrist, or it's this. You're just eating up his information. But when he gets to the Bible part, he's going to trick you. He's going to tell you that the, the son, Jesus, is the S-U-N. Right. So as you become a conspiracy that you start studying like the obulus, for example, right, that's going to be Osiris's uh, phallus or, or bail. Right. So then you start looking into it. Then all of a sudden you look and you see in the Catholic uh, Vatican, there's uh, you're going to see uh, an obelisk right there. Then you're going to see one in Washington, D.C. It's, and then so you're going to say, well, that's the worshiping the sun. So then it just really starts getting confusing for people. But I think personally what you should do, obviously, the Bible is the truth for me. That's my foundation. So as a conspiracy truther, you should have the foundation of the Bible, which is the truth, and then bridge out from there. But it's tough, man, because a lot of deceit in this world right now, there's an information war going on right now. And the devil, I believe, is mixing so much stuff up to uh, people like us or even anybody right now. It's very tough. What do you think, Nikolai? I don't know. Does that? Yeah, Um there's there's a lot there and i think um when we start to talk about the christian fringe we talk about the church i think i think you started to really enumerate sort of where uh that i'm gonna keep saying the word christian fringe and i think you guys would know what i mean like it then is like conspiracy theorists and then and then even like some alternative theological elements or whatever but it's kind of that same crew right okay um and we can redefine some of these things later on uh, if we needed to or, or parse them out. But when we start to talk about that, I think, I think you're right. I think when you, when you talk about someone who's in the Christian fringe, 
it's it's actually kind of an oddity because mm-hmm. there are people who are into conspiracies or alternative uh, theories, alternative histories, yeah, whatever, an alternative kind of thought pattern. And what you have when you have a fringe Christian is you is you should have someone who has a solid foundation in scripture mm-hmm. to start from. Yep. And if you start to Looney Tunes it with the boards that you start like building out and go farther and farther out and it starts to teeter down, you know, you, you can run back to this foundation to be like, well, I, I don't know about that. And, and I've known a lot of people who've ebbed and flowed back and forth, but you have something to come back to. I don't know how someone tries to navigate conspiracies, alternative thought, alternative theory without some kind of foundation, because I don't know, I, you, I would get completely lost. I would get yeah. lost in what's right, what's wrong, what's up, what's down. You mentioned uh, uh, Maxwell. Yeah. He's one of those that mixes ideas. And it's, you know, you, you hear he calls himself a theologian too, bro. So he says, I know the Bible back and forth. Right. So, yeah. So yeah, even the, you mentioned the one thing that bugs me so much as you make this connection, son and son. Yes. It's, Oh my goodness. And it's like, it shines light. It shines on you. It, ri- it, it has to rise for you to live. And it, 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 after, you know what I mean? It's that's, that's, uh, that's something that the, I just, that's just a little tiny example of, of what, of but what it's I'm talking about. a good about. one because it opens up someone to go like, Oh, maybe we can worship the sun. Maybe there well, is something. That's it's like S U N. Yeah. 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 Nothing. Don't talk Josh. Relax, bro. There's like no linguistic connection between S O N and S U N. They are completely different, but because you found some things that kind of link up and this is sort of like going back to like zeitgeist, you know, the yes. 2012 stuff way back when that was one of those things. And I don't know if you guys had followed Chris White and some of the debunkings and all the kind of stuff that he did, just like fabulous work, just going like, is this even true? Let's just look at this for a second. And I feel like unless you actually have someone with some sort of solid footing, the first thing that goes out the, the window is real discernment because otherwise everything else is just a spider web of connections, seeing how things go. And, and to the point where you, someone truly is lost, even though they think they know so much more than everybody else yes. because they are just over they're over here with no foundation at all. So when we talk about the Christian fringe, you at least have a baseline. So you can have someone who's, you know, if you want to go into it, someone who's flat earth, hollow earth, uh, holographic universe, uh, multiverse, whatever. And you at least have some place that you can all put your feet back on mm-hmm. and you can have fellowship and you can figure some out and, and you can actually have a conversation based on something. And I think yes. that's one of the big differences between Christian French and just people who are lost out there. Mm-hmm. So there is something there that, but the thing that, that then becomes bothersome, at least to me, and I, I can tell you some of my background as to why it, it, uh, it kind of, it kind of kicks, kicks up some, some, some different thoughts for me, as far as like feeling sad for people is then they'll look at the church and they'll, they'll treat the church, capital C church, just in general, uh-huh. they'll throw everything together and, and then just put it out on the same level as all the other conspiracies almost uh-huh. to the point where I really do think a lot of Christian fringe, they're missing out on something, but I actually think the other side is true. People in the church need the people who are in the Christian fringe, people who are in mainline churches, denominational churches, they need 
fringy people in their midst, asking questions, having good conversations, having fellowship to bring some of these things in. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, you know, not to give the, the end of this kind of thought or where we want, I hope we would go. Yeah. But I really do think one of the major issues that we have today is that people who are very discerning and open to looking at different things have separated themselves from what we would call mainline Christianity, if we want to put it like that, mm-hmm. to, to the point where you have watchmen who have no one to tell. They're standing on the wall. They see things. They have no one to turn around and tell that mm-hmm. something's coming. <clears throat> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's interesting, man. It's um, I think that you know, it's 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 kind of tough, man, because the mainline Christians, like uh, let's say you listen to one hundred seven point nine, uh, is yeah, one hundred seven point nine. I think it is, um, which is like all the the main pastors talking, or Mike, Doctor Michael Heisner, for example. You want to talk about flat Earth? Uh, he came up on uh, and he was speaking about flat Earth, and he says that flat Earth is the biblical cosmology. That is what the biblical cosmology is. So for me, if that's the biblical cosmology, then that's what the cosmology is. Do you get what I mean? Because I believe the Bible word for word, and I believe the Bible. So if that's the cosmology, that that's there's no biblical cosmology and then man-made cosmology. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's all that's what I would think it would be because anything that's biblical for me, I believe is is hundred percent biblical so dr michael heisner went up there and was speaking and saying hey guys let me go over this whole thing this flat earth thing this is what the biblical cosmology is is the earth is flat and the 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 sun and the moon stopped in joshua he said everything a lot of the stuff that i would say in my podcast you know but he said but as we know guys that it is a globe and that this is this and this you know what i mean like he's going to take science and he's not going to filter through the he's going to filter through the bible i'm sorry he's going to take the bible and filter it through science so to me i i that's why that kind of stuff, if you're like a conspiracy theorist and you were, and you learned about flat earth, like, and then that kind of attracted you to the Bible, that's not my case, but it happens. And then you go to like Dr. Michael Heiser and listen to him and you're like, wow, okay. Yeah. He's making some good points. And then he tells you, but you know, scientists say it's this way. So this is the way it is. It kind of is for me. That's like, that's like disrespecting the Bible for me in a, in a way. Um, so that, that kind of stuff also like Genesis six is another thing, you know, like Genesis six, the seminary schools will talk about Seth and Cain. They, they got together, they formed the Nephilim and this. So then Genesis 6 would come like with conspiracy theorists and we're talking about fallen angels and angels having sex with humans, right? So it's like, that. that's why we learn something like that. And then all of a sudden we go into church and then they, they, they get to Genesis 6. They tell you, well, Seth and Cain did this, but there was no, you know what I mean? It's, 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 it's interesting, but there's stuff like that. I think that, <laughs> do, do you agree with that or not agree with that? I, you know, I think that, some of that is outdated information, not, not the, the, the Michael Heiser stuff, but as far as seminaries, the, there's a line in the fringe where they'll say all seminaries teach this. And I'll mm. tell you categorically, it's incorrect. Yeah. Uh, right. I mean, I went to seminary, you know, years ago. Yeah. I didn't end up finishing, but I having gone to seminary for, uh, for the time that I did, um, honestly, it didn't really come up. And it was taught, but it's not highlighted. It's not pushed, whatever. Yeah. I have, you know, there's another pastor at, at, at church. He's, he's going to a seminary uh-huh. and they had unseen realm as one of the textbooks uh-huh. 
for one of the classes. It is openly discussed. They are discussing it uh, open-handed. That just having those conversations and and, and talking about it. And so this some of the idea that all seminaries teach this is maybe outdated a little bit. I think some of these things they're they're starting to actually bubble up. It's good. You know what? Get credit to to Heiser for mm-hmm. bringing this out and not being ashamed or afraid to bring those out. I know there's a lot of people who heard him on, you know, on Coast to Coast and mm-hmm. and Ellie Marzuli and and hearing those things and coming and then hearing some of those things again. So. So as far as as those kind of conspiracies, I'm not sure, uh, and that actually kind of kind of brings up another another aspect, which is um, when you have someone from the Christian French who comes in and they hear something that is that is not not what they would think or believe. Mm-hmm. I think that there is the tendency to say, "Well, we'll never, no one's ever going to listen to us or hear us here." Mm-hmm. And there's there's the the tendency to wanna to wanna jet instead of thinking, you know maybe they're just not there yet. Maybe they're just not at the place there. And, you know, they're, they're pastors, very good pastors, pastors who will hold your hand hold, while you die. Mm-hmm. Pastors who will, will come and visit you and pray with you who are sick, who, uh, who are teaching good doctrine, who just, you know, have never really been exposed to something like that. So of when course. they go, they, yeah. they listen to someone else and and it may have zero reflection on them being willing or open to have the discussion. But I think then at some point, people who are in the Christian fringe hear that from the pulpit. And then they kind of just like slide out the back, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe, should, maybe I'm wrong. They should wait. What they should do. Jay, you could talk in a sec too. I'm sorry. What they no, should I'm just, do, I, I, I'm, like, I'm taking it all in right now, but uh, I, I, I thought we were going to go down something differently right now, but I'm, I'm just listening. <laughs> and when I, when I, when I talk, it'll be, It'll be, it'll be, uh, who knows? It might be important. It might not be. Maybe. I think, Nikolai, so, some, I think some pastors are apologetics, right? So that they like to do apologetics. They like to get into that. Some of them, they don't. They like to, they, they're better like teachers. So I think it's just a different gift that God gives you. But there's some apologetic pastors that, I mean, like me, what I'll do is I'll just wait and talk to the pastor afterwards personally. And I'm not going to judge anybody because that's, as a Christian, dude, it's all about love. And if, and if somebody doesn't, obviously the, the earth being flat, that's not something that's going to make you go to heaven or hell. But I just think there's right. stuff in the Bible, bro, that you, you start learning and you dig like, like Genesis six, for example, is pretty, pretty um, important, I think, you know, because of what happens after that, you know, like some people are getting, you know, there's some like tribes, like all of them kill the men, women, and children of this whole tribe. There's certain things that are super important for people to know about. The reason why that stuff was happening, you know, like they sent him in to kill the Rephaim or whatever, like the men, women, and children, Joshua, you know, it's like, okay, stuff like that, I think is very important, but you know, like the flatter thing is it's dude that it, there's churches that are going to teach you great doctrine. But I think what happens is Nikolai, some people don't understand that there is these different denominations and these different, there's some people that are Unitarians. There's some people that are Trinitarians. Some people are oneness Pentecostals. So let's say Nikolai, you're just a, a conspiracy theorist. And then, Hey, Hey, uh, Josh, uh, let's go to church. And I'm like, okay, I go with you and I haven't gone to church forever. And, and then all of a sudden I walk into a Unitarian church and they're, they're acting like Jesus was only born in Mary and not God. And uh, well, this church is bad. You know, you have a bad experience and then all of a sudden you don't ever want to go to church again, but there's all these yeah. different denominations. Sometimes you got to like try Cheerios. You got to try Fruit Loops. You got to try it and find the right church. But like me, for example, bro, this whole week I've been, I've been on uh, uh, leave and I've gotten a uh, meal train dude from my church and 
bro, like meals every single day. Dude, the dude, the church is amazing, bro. It's great for fellowship. It's great because you you have accountability. You look into like, like Nicola, if you're if you're my pastor, I go to church, you might see something in my eyes, like, bro, are, are you okay? Like, like you could just tell when someone's down and out. And they are literally, my pastor would just want to like make you, you know, find out what's going on with you and make you feel better, or maybe like. But there's just some people, Nikolai, I think that maybe have that sin that they just can't let go of, or they might have a little something that's stopping them from fully committing, you know? So, you know, it's just, there's, there's things, but I, I think this is an interesting conversation. I like it, but I, Jay, I'll let you talk. I don't want to, well, I, the mic, bro. Uh, I feel like uh, what, what you sent us in the email, I went through it. I went through uh, a lot of your verses that you were, that you sent about Ephesians uh, 25 to 32 stuff like that. And I came to my conclusion that church should start in the home. Your church should start in the home. You should start with the word, get filled with the Holy spirit, pray for discernment and start in the home, you know? Uh, and that's where uh, the devil usually attacks first is the home. And that's why you get the falling away you do of the, from the church is because man and women are naturally disobedient. And, and God, you know, he demands obedience. He demands certain things from people that we just not willing to give up. And church, like you say, like, like, like the institution of marriage is, is, is huge with God. And, and, and when it's uh, used in the with, the, with Jesus Christ and the church, because Adam, if you go back to Genesis one, Adam and uh, Adam and Eve, Eve sinned through, uh, she was, she was, uh, you know, she was duped. Okay, but Adam wasn't. Adam was Adam willfully accepted what was going on. He knew what was going to happen. He knew he didn't if 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 you came home and your wife and this is in you and you know you're married to Eve and you're Adam and, she, and she, you knew she sinned cuz you already know right off the bat you see her look at her 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 light is gone. What are you going to say to her? What would come out of your mouth? Gee, kid, sorry man, but you you're in big trouble. I'm not. I'm not in big trouble, but you are. I'll pray for you, but but I don't I'm not going to uh you know, I'm not going to go with you, but he willingly he chose, Eve. yeah, he willingly chose love for his wife and took that, that, that burden on for her. So I feel like after that, God looked at that, like, okay, well, you know, humans aren't that bad. Okay. So, you know, I'm, I will punish them. I will, I, I, I will want their, you know, I'll accept their sacrifice, but I do demand uh, obedience and if they're not going to be obedient, then I'm going to have to take this sacrifice. And then when you get down to now, you know, when uh, not now, but uh, to when Jesus uh, uh, came in to do his uh, his preaching, he, he, you know, in Ephesians, when you said that, like when Paul says, you know, lo- you should love your love your wife as as Christ loves the church, you know, but. But look at the divorce when that happened. Look, look at look at all that. Divorce is so rampant. No one knows the institution of marriage is anymore. So why would you go to church if you can't even uh, understand the institution of marriage? First of all, and, and church they, people just go to church. They find a church that suits them. Like Josh was saying, you know, try Cheerios, try that. I don't believe that. Okay, because you don't go to a church that's just suiting you. Like I said, church starts in the home. I don't go to church uh, all the time anymore. I don't, I, I, I've learned that it's, it, it is good to have communion. It is good to have koinonia. It's good to have group discussions, like you say, but if you're not all in agreement in what's going on and, 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 and like you said, flat earth, 
you know, hollow earth. Those are secondary doctrines that you, you don't have to agree on. You right. could have discussions about it. You're not going to go to heaven or hell because you don't believe that some, that, that the earth is globe or anything like that. That's this type of stuff that acts like arguments instead of conversations, they turn into arguments and that is right. not what God wants. So the falling away is, is, is going to happen no matter what, if you ask me. And well, it so, says it in the Bible for sure. Yeah, Laodicea is like you said, revelations as well. The church is very important to Christ. It's the body of Christ, right. but what church you're, you're, you're giving your time to could be a very wrong thing. And you, you could be, and the, the pastor of the church could be giving you the wrong information and leading you away to hell, paving your way to hell. Yeah. And you don't even know it, but you think you're going to church, getting your little, getting your, uh, your attendance marked down by God. Oh, we see, I went on Sunday or I went on Christmas or I went on Easter. Oh yeah. I wanted fact, to bring that up too, Nicolai. Yeah, but when in yeah. fact, you're going on days <laughs> on holidays that are, are, are different, that aren't even real biblically. It says, <laughs> don't burn their churches down, separate yourself from them, yeah. separate yourself from the heathens. And that's when I, when I started going through this and you sent that email, I was like, man, what am I going to go off of? Because I don't even know what a fringe Christian is because, <laughs> but maybe I am a fringe Christian because I, bro, I, we're, <laughs> to, uh, oh, I, I want to teach my family like first. And, and I, I love the Bible. I love the word. I didn't, I didn't understand it the way I do now, but that's because I was blind to the fact and I didn't learn about discernment, but I still sin every day. It's not, yeah. it's not, it's not the, it's not the, it's, it's, it's the flesh and, and like that. And, and I'm still going with, you know, battles with myself. Like, Hey man, am I going to go to hell because I did this? Am I not going to inherit the kingdom of heaven because I did this? Oh man. Am I just because I'm saved now that I'm saved and I sin, is that like even worse now? Like, because I read yeah. the Bible and I learned about it. It's hard. And that's, and that, like I said, that's the devil throwing it at you, making you feel like you're not worthy making you feel like, and, and that's another thing why people don't go to church because they think they've messed up so bad. There's no way God's going to accept them or help them or, or, or even love them. Uh, so it's such that was, a, that's that's a, such an intense lie from the enemy. You know, it's, it's, it's like telling the person who, who is sick, you know, don't go to a doctor because the doctor, you know, is going to whatever, fill in the blank. You know, yeah. Don't, don't go to the place that's going to help you. You brought up so many like really great points. Um, and uh, not just because you're going off of the email I sent you. That's not what I mean. But the uh, the point you bring up about marriage, I think is really important. And I think you nailed it. The The concept of marriage. So if you go back to Ephesians uh, chapter five, where it talks about husbands and wives, it does go back to the family. And that's such an important point because there are people who, uh, and, and, and I would say this, you know, and, and we're talking about family, we're talking about marriage, but I'm going to, I'm going to bring it to the parent child relationship just for a second. There are people who have a horrible example of a father, right? Grown up, they're like, my dad couldn't give, you know, two, two cents about me. My, my, my dad was, he beat me, whatever. The thing is, is that even if that's all, you know, there is something inside of you that knows that's, that's not right. And maybe it's because you see other examples or something else, but there's something to where you go, this, this, something here's not correct. And maybe you don't know it when you're a kid, but as you get older, you go like, that wasn't right. There's something wrong. And, and people have this inherent understanding, like there's something wrong here. Like even divorce for people who have no interaction with, with God or the church or anybody, they go, this, something's wrong about this. 
at the very least, they'll say this was bad. There's very few people who, even if they say, oh, it's amicable, you know, we both decide. I mean, the, the ripple out effect of that, of, of something where you go, that wasn't right. Something about that wasn't correct. Look at all these things that have happened. And I think that, that you're right. Marriage is one of those really keystone things. It does go back to Genesis. I would, I would agree with you about the account with Adam and Eve, except for maybe one point. The, 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 the scripture seems to indicate that once she ate, she just turned to her husband and gave the fruit like he was there. Yeah. The, the idea that he was there. So what you actually have, possibly, we don't know. We weren't there, right? We don't know exactly. But if that's the case, what you have is a wife who was there who was actually fulfilling the role of a husband. She was the one who was stepping out. He should have gone, uh, excuse me, no, uh, we know what God said. And no, we're not doing this. But that's how I feel like he wasn't there because that's why the devil went to her. Okay, that's how I feel because if he was there, Adam would have Adam would have said no, 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 no. He would like she went out there on her own and did the, oh, how do you I forgot how you put it. Um, man, I and man, I forgot how I forgot what it was. It was it was a good word. Um, transgression. She did it in her tra- in her own transgression. But if you look up all the cults and a lot of ma- look what they're doing now in, in time, it says like you said in twenty two in, in Ephesians twenty two wives submit to your husbands as unto the Lord. Okay. Right. Nowadays, you don't have wives wanting to submit. They read this and you got women live going, do you see God looks at women as second rate people? You know, they're not doormats. This wasn't written for them to be treated like you're like men are, uh, you know, dictators and you do what we say. Right. But when there's a structure that God made that he shows you in the Bible from Genesis all the way down to Ephesians, it starts, Hey, this look at Christ is the head of the church. There is no argument about that. You cannot, Absolutely. I don't care what woman you can walk up to me and tell me whatever you want. He's the head of the church. And when it says, Hey, love your husband or, you know, submit to your husband, but it also says, love your wife as Christ loved the church. Okay. That means Absolutely. what, what did God, what did Jesus do? He forgives you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Men don't forgive their wives anymore. It, it's just, it's, it, it's, it's, it's so like, it's so backwards now. If you watch a lot oh, of, I'm just like yeah. watch the television. Hold on, okay. Do, you, yeah. do you notice? Do you notice the reason why though? Do you remember 1937 where a lot of that stuff maybe wasn't happening so much? 77 percent of the people were church members. So as we decline in, in people going to church, maybe Nikolai has a great point. Now we're declining in the way people are treating each other, and maybe it's not. You know, that's that's just maybe. Well, you know, if you look at it, if you look in Deuteronomy, okay, Moses wrote the law that says you could divorce your wife with a bill of divorcements. If you find no favor in her, you write her a bill of divorcement. He didn't, God didn't write that. God didn't tell him to write that. It was the hardness of their hearts. That's why he wrote that. He said, okay, look, I'm, I'm going to give in to you guys. God back then he, 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 uh, he condoned uh, being, having concubines and stuff like that, but he didn't, he didn't like it. He didn't want you to have it. Right. You know what I'm saying? And and that's true with the law. Jesus addresses that too with the yes, he, does. he says, All you know, the, discourse, the yes. Yeah, the the reason for this is because of sin. Now, you look at the law, the law is full of uh it gives answers for things that are immoral, wrong, uh evil, right? What it's not telling you is I can go and chop a guy's arm off and then just pay him. That's not the point. <laughs> Right. It's not like uh, someone, 
someone who accidentally injures someone can compensate them. What God's not saying is a, a man's arm or hand or whatever is only worth this much. What, what the law does is it gives you a structure so righteousness can still exist in the midst of sin. Yeah. So divorce, you have one, you know, if it's a, if it's a, it, a type of divorce where someone is wrong to the other, that, that divorce allows for righteousness to still exist in an unrighteous situation. So there's some way to legally get through this thing for there to be compensation for something to be worked out. Right. And it's definitely not ideal. And what Jesus was highlighting at the time is you're using this for totally immoral divorce reasons, yeah. right? which yeah. had to have been real personal for him since his own adopted father could easily have just put his mother out legally. And I mean, from the perspective of Joseph, she could have been stoned and killed. Oh, yeah. You know? And also yeah. he lived, he, he, he grew up through that. His yeah, other exactly. people, he was made fun of in the bars. He was the songs that people that just made fun of him. His whole life was like the Pharisee says, you're illegitimate son. You're Ill yeah. And that really, that really got him going. Like, Hey dude, I will not talk to you anymore. Like, yeah. And the parables now, homie. So, so that idea, that idea, when you go back to Adam and Eve, because I, I agree with you that it, it does say the scripture that she was deceived. And he wasn't, right? But I think the part of the point is, is that she was overstepping her role and Adam was backing away from his. And what you have is both sides. And you see that today. You see, you see a disruption in how men and women's roles work because the lie being whispered is if you submit, then you're lesser without yeah. ever thinking about the fact that Jesus himself submitted to the father and was never thought of as lesser. Yeah. Right, but so, I do agree with a you servant, but yeah. I because Adam, if Adam was there, it wouldn't have happened. And she went out. You're right. She, it's like that. It's just like even then, it's showing you that when the woman does something that she's not supposed to be doing, the man is going to get the burden for that. You know, it's like and it's like when sure. uh, David, when David was should have been out with his men in mil, uh, fighting battles, he was at home watching Bathsheba, you know, ah. bait. Yeah, he, he wasn't, wasn't there, fulfilling his role. Yes. Yeah. If Samson did not walk into that into the grapevine, he never would have ran into that lion that was there. That was the devil waiting for him because he should have never been there. And if you're not if you're not there, you're not going to get into that problem. So exactly. That, that's yeah. a good point. And and you go back to Ephesians 5 and and what what Paul so we have all this stuff and, and we all focus on on the marriage aspect of it, as we should. That's yeah. That is a really important part of that. But then he says, you know what? Here's a mystery. I'm talking about Christ and the church. From So think about this. What Paul says there, I know you're talking about marriage and here's the different parts of marriage. And this is applicable to you in your marriage situation now. However, the concept of marriage is something that God, the creator, Yahweh, put into all of humanity, every single culture on earth. While they might have different ceremonies, they might have different looks around what marriage looks like and those different things. They all have the concept of marriage. And even if they tweak some of those things, like you mentioned, concubines, how they treat adultery, whatever, they still have the institution of marriage. And so what Paul says is what God did in the garden was institute marriage, not just for marriage sake, but in a way so that when Jesus shows up, People have an understanding to hang this concept of Christ in the church. 
because everybody knows a bad example of a marriage. And in the same way, people could point to really good examples of marriage. And it's something you see around you. And so when they hear about Christ in the church and hear about the ideals, this will resonate in all cultures to where they now understand, wow, the depth of connection between Christ and the church and the roles, that's what marriage is, is showing. It's highlighting that. Mm -hmm. And so when you, going back to kind of our topic before, when you have that kind of understanding, how important is Christ's relationship to the church? It's extremely important. So when you have the concept of the church, because like you were saying in the beginning, Jay, if, if you have the concept of the church, what is church? Is it a denomination? Is it this? Is it that? And I think we can go to three different scriptures and we can put a really good understanding around what it is in just a second. But what, what happens then is I don't understand what the church is. Like we, we, start, to, we start to attack the church. But going back to Ephesians 5, we find out that it's Christ who gave himself for the church. So we better at least have a good working understanding of what the church at the very least should be so that we can understand Christ in the church. And then we can understand how marriage is supposed to work and kind of vice versa there, right? We can understand well, how Christ in the church is supposed to work. Can I ask you a question? Nikolai? Yes. So what's your, what's your perception of Jesus, God, and the Holy Spirit? Uh, as far as their are relationship to each are other. Are you Trinitarian? Or uh, absolutely, what? yeah. Okay, okay. So so when we're talking about this, like I'm a Trinitarian. Uh, I believe Jason is too at this point. I, what I, I believe is that I don't know what it is, okay? But what I've been reading through and what I've been going through and studying through the Bible, it could go a lot of ways. Like I said, it's like that It's like that story of the, it's it's a poem of the of the, these six blind men. You know, they all they all touch an elephant, okay? One touches an ear, one touches a leg, one touches this and touches the trunk. They all have different versions of it, but they're all right, but they're all wrong at the same time. You know what I'm saying? So that's what it is. You, you can be, this is, this is another form of like, you know, secondary well, this is, doctrines. No this is why I'm bringing this. The, the reason why I'm bringing it up is because when me and you were talking about Christ in the church right now, Nikolai, it's, it's a little different because I'm a Trinitarian. So I'm thinking of it differently. So when you talk to somebody that's maybe like a Unitarian, or something, you know, it, it might resonate different to them. Wouldn't you agree? Because they're thinking that that Christ, even though he says he's the alpha, the omega, the beginning and the end, they're just thinking that that God, the father, maybe gave him that power. But like us, we feel like Jesus, God and the Holy Spirit are all God. Right. So we're thinking that Jesus is God. But the way that someone that's like a, this is why it's kind of it's a lot of separation between different things, you know, like but but me as I, when I'm hearing you speak of this. It's resonating with me because it's like, you know, it, it, I'm thinking of it as like, you know, Christ as, as God, you know, like. Would you put your life on it? Would I? Would yeah. You, I, would you put your life on a trinity? I would. You I would put that, my life on it because. That, that, that I, is a trinity that you believe so fully. The reason why I put, I put my life on it is because Jesus says, I am the alpha, omega, the beginning and the end. God, the father says I'm the alpha, the omega, the beginning and the end. I could go through several scriptures, but the thing is, I. I but I also can go through several scriptures and say, hey, look at in the beginning the word was with god stuff like that so the word could be jesus jesus you know and, and like i said back the yeah. angel of the lord back then in in, in, in now, a lot I, of the old testament they're three separate persons though jason and so that's, they, that's what the trinity is separate but they're all the same so that's what i'm saying like you have you have no idea what that is 
Yeah. It's something that is, you cannot see, you cannot see it. It's supernatural. You don't notice. I'm not going to put my life on the line on something that, 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 but I will say that during, according to the scripture for first Corinthians 15 verses one through four, the scripture, you go through the whole thing of the scripture. Yes. Jesus is real. Yes. The Holy spirit is real. Yes. God is real. Okay, no matter if they're one or they're 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 all going towards the same will. But you know, you know, Jay, if 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 more small group Bible studies in churches involved a level of study that you're doing in the midst of fellowship, yeah, I think a lot of people would have a lot better understanding of a whole lot of different things, even if they disagree. Because if you're in a group and you're fellowshipping and you say, Jason has a different idea than I do about this, but I love Jason like a brother. So I'm not going to just like toss him out the window. I'm going to think on these things. And this is the kind of fellowship that needs to happen in mainline churches because mainline churches aren't having these level of conversations, but it's sort of like, how do we have these kinds of conversations when someone is honestly some people in the mainline church, even if they've only been there for 10 years, 15 years, they're still kind of on milk. Yep. Yeah. Right? I, I wrote that I down. Know. That's crazy, man. I said, they're getting the milk, but they're not I getting know. the meat. And, and that's why we need are afraid to get Yeah, milk. yeah, yeah. It's, that's why it's, we need that. They're, they're literally afraid. Like, like, I mean, not to bring back the flat earth thing, but like some pastors will say like the expanse or they'll say like, They'll say like something else than firmament. When the king, they'll read the King James all the time. When it gets to the firmament, they'll be like the expanse or the sky, so that people don't have a question for them. You know what I'm saying? Or if like through, if you do go through the King James version, you, you and you if you really want to get in depth in it, and this is hard. But Nikolai, you have this yeah. on past shows. You have to go through the other Hebrew. You have to go through the Greek, and the Greek is so precise. That's why I think everyone says, "Oh, it's a pagan language. It's a it's a Gentile language." Yes, but. God made it that way because it's precise. Greek is so precise that what's it's, a pagan language? That, There's that, no that language get, that yeah, I know. I know. But language but doesn't have this. a thought according <laughs> yes, to these yes. different things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm learning yeah. that. I'm learning that. Okay, a pagan is is someone that worships many or many gods and not the not the living God and stuff like that. And and but a Gentile seeks knowledge. Jews seek signs. Gentiles seek knowledge. We see, I'm a Gentile, no matter what I say, we're all, unless you're, you know, you, you know, the background or you're, you know, your whole lineage of, of, the, of a Jewish lineage, you don't know that. So I'm right. a Gentile. So I'm seeking knowledge, whatever I'm Acts, Acts 17, 11, I read the scripture daily to see if these things are real or, or, or true. And it's starting to make me feel like, wow, man, I'm not the same as other people. Because I'm going in with an open mind. I'm not saying I'm smarter or different or like that, but I'm saying like, I'm like really like taking it in like, wow, man, this has been a 2000 year, you know, landfill, landmine uh, attempt by the devil to screw up everything. Yeah. Even yeah. when Cain offered his, his offering to God and, a and Abel offered his offering, Cain wanted a man-made way of his own religion. Abel had faith and he believed that God would, would forgive him for his sacrifice by giving his, what he, what God demanded of him. Yeah. One, Just one, one, instructions. Brother, the, other, <laughs> the other one, see, he was the first one. That's the first one saved, you know, in heaven is Abel right there. Boom. Because he, he, he was doing what God asked. Obedient. And he, yes. He was being obedient. No matter what he had faith, but Cain Nick, gave, brought his own. 
I yeah. gotta ask. I gotta ask a question though. We we were talking about the Trinity, um, and you're you're. I know you went to seminary school, and you know, like, do people have to believe in the Trinity or believe Jesus is God to go to heaven? Do you believe that, Nikolai? You know, uh, in the first couple hundred years of the church, yeah. capital C church, yep, there was a lot of discussion back and forth and trying to understand. Yes. And we really didn't get to what we would say a Trinitarian organized thought concept. So a couple hundred years, like an organized yeah. one. Yeah. Cause even Peter, he said he saved uh, how many people on the, uh, when he did his, 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 uh, what was it called? I'm sorry. I forgot the, uh, you know, when he did his on uh, Pentecost. Yeah. Pentecost. Dude. So they said that all those people got saved so, and they didn't know that Jesus, they didn't know about the Trinity yet. Right. So yeah, right. they were just, Gentiles though too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just saying like the proselytes, but yeah, they were yeah. Uh, from a Gentile background. So I, I think that here, here's, here's the main thing. It all, it has been and always will be about allegiance first old Testament. Look at uh, Naaman goes to Elijah. Hey, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I got leprosy dip in the Jordan seven times. And then he says, Hey, I, I, I let me pay you. No, you, no, I don't, don't need to pay me. Uh, then let me take some dirt. You heard the story. Yeah. Let me take yeah, a, yeah, yeah. Let me take a whole trailer, however, cart full of dirt. So that when I have to go in and do my political things as uh, that, I have to go in the temple. It, the, religion and politics were so intertwined. And so I want to lay some dirt down so that I'm worshiping Yahweh mm. because the, the idea was it's tied to the land. He's like, I need to bring some of this with me. And what this was, this was a faithful response of allegiance. I'm allied with, with Yahweh. So I need to, I need to do this thing. Yeah. Did, the prophet didn't send him home with an, with an old Testament here, read all these different things. The, the first, the first point's allegiance. Allegiance should then lead to a want for knowledge and understanding. Mm -hmm. right it, it starts there if you don't have the allegiance first you're not going to get the rest i also would would say i have a conviction uh, of a trinitarian side and i would say like that's correct and proper uh understanding yeah but man that's not i'm not gonna divide over that we have conversation yeah. have discussion I'm still They're studying it back and forth yeah. i mean I'm it's a good thing like this is a great thing secondary, do. secondary doctrine i always say it doesn't matter what you believe that way it doesn't say you're saved or whether you're saved but it's so interesting though we always go back to the saved thing like like that somehow is the litmus are you saved or not but the, mm -hmm. the, the thing that's so funny about this is that it's sort of like if like if i wanted to you know oh josh i, I want to get to know you and so please tell me about yourself and so you just tell me about you know however many years ago my mom went into labor and then you give your birth story and i'm like <laughs> All right. Thanks. I, but like, where do you, where do you do for work? Like, where do you get, when I ask to know you, I don't want to hear your birth story. I want to know who you are. Yeah. And so many of us make salvation the first and only and most important thing that we have to get by. And yes, obviously it's important, but salvation is birth. Yeah. And then, and then after that comes your life. Yeah. And so way too often we have made salvation. The it's the lowest common denominator for is this thing right? Am I going to be saved unless I <laughs> It's like I get it. We want to make sure that but the point is is that allegiance first, understanding second, 
and and some of these different things, we have made salvation more of a God in some places than God. Yeah. Am I, if, if I, sure. if I don't believe this, am I not saved? And it's like, we're asking the wrong questions here. Let's go back to who God is. Let, let's go there and we'll move from there. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that can help us to reorient some of the conversations because sometimes we do take then those secondary or tertiary things and we make them so ultimate and we're talking there to where go, man, I don't know if you're saved because of this thing, which is so weird because this thing didn't seem to matter before, <laughs> before we brought it up. And instead we'll, we'll start break. We'll start breaking fellowship with people over things that really don't matter. And the most amazing, I mean, if you haven't been in a foreign country in a place where there's hostility to Christians yeah, and, and then met a Christian and you know that your brothers, like one of the last things that you may ask is, what's your denomination? Yeah. As because long as they're Christian, like America is missing. As long as they're Christian, you're going to be happy. Like, all right, <laughs> right. I find a Christian brother. Yeah, oh, that's, that's a brother, man. right? Yeah, and yeah, that yeah. brother might be brethren, might be a uh, assembly of God, might be Catholic, might be, but you know, like, hey, oh, there's, we're, we're on the same side. We're, we're yeah. in the same family all of a sudden. Yeah. And uh, I have a, I have a fun story that maybe you won't have time to tell where I was basically some random Christian in some other country, like basically kept me from getting arrested. It was pretty fun, but that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I think it's, so I was going to ask you, man, is there, um, so is there any, like, are you, are you like any type of conspiracy theorist at all? Do you, do you believe any, any of the stuff that I don't know if you've heard our show? I, I think you've heard it probably. I mean, is there anything that you, uh, to get into where you're like, Hey dude, I, I feel like this definitely has some uh, legs, you know? Um, you know, do you I'll... feel like hollow earth? Do you feel like flat earth? I mean, like the Bible does talk about seal being in the earth, right. Or it talks about the devil, like walking in the earth, on the earth to and fro. Um, also like flat earth. I mean, obviously I've gone, I've showed you that one show that I did. I mean, there's, I don't know the sun at least doesn't seem like, doesn't seem like the earth is moving around the sun in the Bible, man. It seems like the sun is moving around us, you know? So what do you think, man? <laughs> Yeah, but I will tell you this. Uh, I have been interested in and looking into and studying all right. conspiracy theorist stuff uh-huh. since I was uh, 11. Okay. Like cool. 30 years. Yeah. And I, I, would, I would venture to say that it would be difficult to find some sort of conspiracy that I haven't heard of. Mm-hmm. I, say, I say that in, then, you know, like two weeks ago, I, I found some I hadn't heard before. But, uh-huh. uh, Dude, it's, it's, it's a weird world, right? When I was 11, 12 years old, listening to Coast to Coast, and my dad turned me on to it because he's like, oh, this is weird stuff. You probably like it. Yeah. Uh, All the stuff at night? Are you talking oh, about yeah. like, a, like real late at night? I forgot what the guy's name was. Yeah, I, I heard George that George Norrie. There we the go, guy. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> the one, and there's, uh, there's someone else before. Uh, Rob Bell. No, not Rob Bell. That's a different, that's a different guy. Uh, Art Bell. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not Rob Bell. That's a, that's a different conversation. But... Uh, Growing up, listening to that stuff, looking into those things, and my background was in a more, I grew up, uh, up until junior high, we went to a really strict Baptist church. Yeah. And also, I, I, I can tell you the horrible example of church that I saw there. And that's not because it's Baptist, and that's not because it was conservative. It mm-hmm. had to do with the leadership. Yeah. But I could tell you the people who went there who then were soured to the church for the rest of their lives yeah, because it's not that example. That sucks, man. And yeah. there are people who they have a terrible experience. They stub it's, it's like stubbing your toe on a stair 
So then you only take elevators from then on. It's like, you don't understand, man. I kicked this thing so hard. I like broke my toe. It's like, yeah. I get it, but just it's not the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> you can still take stairs, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but as far as like conspiracies and all kinds of stuff, I've I've had a very open mind for a very long time, but I'm going to scrutinize it. I'm going to compare mm -hmm. it, but I'm not going to shut it down, right? Yeah. So flat earth, am I open to it? Sure, I'm open to it. Uh -huh. um, do I, 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 would, I would say I probably lean that way. Uh -huh. uh, I've seen some pretty good stuff uh, with hollow earth. Yeah. So we put that together. Do we have like a slightly less than flat earth? I think like open oh, space in the middle. Maybe. I don't know. You could put it together, bro, because shield is in the earth, right? Sure. It says that it says that that Jesus descended into the earth. Right. And then it says that he ascended to heaven. Right. So he sure. went up. But I, yeah. I would take both of them, put it together, man, and say that hell. Why is, not? When I was a kid, what did I think? I thought that hell was down and and, and heaven was up. That's what Looney I thought. Tunes taught us that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyways, that down. there's a there's a lot of stuff, man. And, and you know what? I just for this for our show, that's what we do. I, obviously, you know, we take conspiracies and try to relate it to the Bible. That's what our whole show is about. So I think this is a good topic, man, for us to talk about, dude. Yeah, I have. You know? And I don't know how long we'll go. We got you know, like but, another 10 minutes, I think, because my kids are probably going to be screaming upstairs. But go ahead. I got I got a couple things to throw out there. Then I think it, it mostly because I know that the people who are either watching this on YouTube or listening to this podcast uh, it's because you have an open mind. It's because you want to read, you want to study, you want to understand. Let me just tell you that that is not common. It's not common for you to want to understand. And I, I say that and you can say, what do you mean? Of course, people want to understand. No, most people want to be told what's correct so they can just hang on to it. Mm -hmm. Instead of looking and questioning, right? There's always the kid in class who's asking the question, why, why, why? And you want to be that guy. Um, <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I am. <laughs> but a few different things. To understand what the church is, Acts chapter 2. I'll give you the verse. We'll just talk about it. We're not going to read it. But Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 47. It talks about what the church was in the beginning. So we would say, and everybody's trying to go back to this pure idea of what church is, right? Is it house churches? Is it completely no denominational ties at all? What is it? Well, it says that they were devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching, fellowship, breaking of bread, and which was most likely the celebration of communion in, in addition to actually just eating together, mm -hmm. um, and to the prayers. So there you have the, the most basic function of the church. Like what, what does the church really do? As, as far as when you're looking from the outside, that's like, if you, if you have to, if you have to try to figure out what that is, go to that passage. If you ever find yourself like, okay, am I, am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing in the church? I think first Peter chapter four, verses seven through 11, if you ever get lost and you don't know what you're supposed to be doing in the church, first Peter chapter four, verses seven through 11, will tell you. It says the end of all things is at hand, right? It's acknowledging that the kingdom is coming. Uh, therefore, be self-controlled, sober-minded for the sake of your prayers, all right? Above all, keeping love for one another earnest, earnestly or like a stretching kind of, kind of love since love covers a multitude of sins. Show hospitality, right, to one another. So to, an, uh, to a believer who you don't know, they're family, even though they're a stranger. Mm -hmm. That's weird, but that's the church. Right. Uh, and we're supposed to do without grumbling and complaining. If you've received a gift, you're supposed to use the gift. Yeah. You're, you're in a service gift or you got some sort of a speaking gift, but that's it. 
those two real basic categories, but then you're supposed to serve in the power that God provides. And if you speak, you speak like you're speaking the oracles of God, right? With respect and weighty handling. That's it. That's basically what you got as mm-hmm. far as that goes. And then Jesus gave us a really great example of the church from God's perspective, which is he talks about in Matthew 13, that it's it's like they went out and 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 the wheat field was plant was was sown right and then in, in the night the enemy came and sowed tares right if you've seen a tear ever seen a picture of it mm-hmm. looks just like wheat oh, as it's yeah. growing yeah it's like so it, you can't it, tell it, yeah. oh yeah yeah so from from that perspective said oh the, the the tares are growing up here should we should we go and remove it? it's like no we'll 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 figure it out at at uh, at the harvest because the tares don't uh, operate the same way when you're trying to do the harvest and crack open the kernels and all that kind of stuff. So the perspective of God is like, yeah, the church, yeah, there's problems. Yeah. There's, there's things in there that shouldn't be in there. And it's all going to come out in the wash. We're all going to figure it out. Don't worry. No, no one's going to slide into heaven, you know, because they just <laughs> did certain things, you know, Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not going to happen. So, so those I think are three really important passages and protections on the church itself, just in a, in a big idea. Um, so as far as should Christians be part of the church, I think unequivocally, yes. But the question is, what does it look like? Does it look like what you see on TV? Does it look like Jason? I I love the example that you gave is like, it starts with family because that's how God described the church. The church is God's household and it's his family. Mm -hmm. That's why there's elders. And I know that for a lot of people that all of a sudden throws them into a whole other conversation, but just hold on a second, an elder in a household like in a family, who's the elder in your family? Oh, it's going to be grandma, grandpa. Mm-hmm. It's, un- it's, it's unquestionable, right? Yeah. God says, I want the same structure for my household on earth. I want there to be people who should be respected. And, and God gave like elders should be like this. They should be the top and it should be a family. That's why mm-hmm. we call each other brother and sister, which in, the, in that time, brother and sister was even closer than husband and wife because you were blood. Mm-hmm. right so th- there's this closeness there that should exist in the church a closeness that would go beyond small disagreements that would go beyond hey you said something to me and you hurt my feelings like we got to get past these it's what we got to do in a family right True. you got to stay together you are a family and when when we're ready to to finish up i've got a, a few things for for people who are struggling to be a part of a church that might be helpful yeah just go ahead and go go through it, you know, because I mean, yeah. everybody that's listening, man, I, I, I agree, man, like, I go to a church, I'm not saying you have to, but some people do like to just read the Bible, pray and do everything at home, uh, maybe just be a spiritual leader of their home and not venture out. But I, I mean, but like, but, but like Jason was saying, you know, make sure that you're going to a church that is leading you in the right direction. And not right. There's some things, man, that you're gonna have to read the Bible and find out the milk and then the meat. You know what I'm saying? So that when you do go to a church, you know, the right place, you know, I don't want right. you to go to a place that's teaching you that, um, or you got to have this, you got to have this crucifix and you got to have, I mean, I'm not talking about anything, but you got to be careful of idol worship. Right. You got to be careful of yeah. people leading you in the wrong direction. Uh, you know, like turning into, a, I'm not, no offense to anybody. If you turn into like, you know, like I'm, I don't want to say it like Mormonism or something like that. Okay. You got to be careful guys. Okay. Like we just want to make sure. Yeah. Be a yeah, that's yeah. what I, that's what I want to do. That's what I want to just reiterate to our listeners and to people that that are thinking about coming to church. Gets filled with the Holy Spirit first, 
read your word, read it daily to pray, make sure dude. stuff is true. Pray to God for the right and, and, Yeah, prayer. Prayer is right. big. Prayer is huge. And yeah, and just uh, you know, then then you could use your salvation, like we're talking about, instead of just hoarding it. You can learn to, you know, learn, learn to love and learn to give it to other people. And, and the, by the way you live and the, by the way your attitude is, other people look at you and want, want, want that. Right. They want to be like, yeah. okay, I want to be, I want to be like that because look at him. He's been through so much, he, you know, he's been beaten down, broken up and, and, and God's thrown him so many curveballs. but look at him. He still, he still has faith. He still hasn't, he still hasn't uh, fallen away and he still, you know, he still preaches the word and, and, and believe me, like, the word of the Bible has has really gotten me lately. Um, looking at myself in the mirror, like, man, dude, you're really are you are you really doing what you're supposed to be doing? You know, are is it yeah. your is is it your God's will that you're even even being married? You know, it might not even be God's will that you should be married. It, it yeah. could be His will that you be single and you just have, and you go through marriage and you it's falling apart. It's falling apart because that's the, because God doesn't. God doesn't want, that's not his will. That's not your purpose. And I was talking to my buddy the other day, he, he, about a purpose. I said, man, you have a purpose. And he's like, man, I want to talk to you about that. You raised a big thing in my mind when you told me like, you know what my purpose is. He goes, well, what's my purpose? I said, you know, it's, uh, if you have a, you have a spiritual ear and if you want to listen, you know, God will, God will show you your purpose because I see that you have all the qualities of a lot of men in the Bible that are very, very godly. It's just that, is that whole filled by something else? It could be whatever you're doing, because it, once you tap into that with what God has your purpose for, because mm. patience, uh, uh, humbleness, uh, uh, discipline and obedience, yeah. you put those together you got to, and, and then you do what God's will is. You got a strong person. You got a, you got a powerful man right there that could, yeah. that's a Paul type of person. You know, he's looking for, yeah. there's nothing you cannot do. And people are, are shortchanging themselves by not taking advantage of what, what God has in store for you. Yeah. Micah says, you know, you, you know, oh man, what is good and what the Lord requires of you, right. To do justly love mercy walk humbly with your God. And, and those things together, that is your purpose. That's, that is what you are supposed to do. Absolutely. And I think starting, starting from home, from the family helps you find a church and, and live and exist in a church. Right. And you may find yourself in a place where you don't really find a really great church. If you find a perfect church, you shouldn't join it because then you'll screw it up. So that's, uh, you know, that's kind of the old adage, right? If you find the perfect church, you better stay away because you know, you're going to screw it up. Uh, but, uh, you bring that to, to church. So you start at home, start in the family and you go to church and that'll help you to navigate those things and have those good discussions. But, but the other is also true. There are people who are already a part of a church, but they need to bring that back home. Yeah. It helps both. It helps yeah. you have a, a proper understanding at home because there are people who come from a background they have no understanding how the family's supposed to be and the church gets to be that example i wasn't taught first. that at a young age at yeah. all yeah i didn't yeah. know how, how, sure. how the father was supposed to be i don't know how to you know you know what what relationship looked like what marriage should look like what you should be yeah. doing you know i had it we didn't even know about credit we didn't know about anything bro because our dad was gone at 14 so like we didn't know like 
you need to have good credit. You need to have this. You need to have, there's so much stuff. Our foundation was cracked. It was like, it was built on sand, but But I wanted to stop that generational stuff. Like right there. Like, I don't, I don't want to hit my kids. I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to do that, but there's certain things that happen in my life where I got separated from my ex and now I have a son with somebody else and I don't get to see him every day. I don't get to influence him in, in, in a way. And it's so hard. It hurts so bad to see that, you know, you, you want to tell him, Hey man, this is what, re- this is what reality is. Yeah. This shirt, this computer, your, your, your video games, those are not real. Okay. There is a spiritual side. There's things in this world that, are, that, that, that will make you think that it's, 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 that's what your pleasure should be. Yeah. It's not. It won't last. They it won't. won't it's not last. And but I'll tell you right now, man will look for that short changed pleasure, and they'll they, they they cling to it because it's all they have, and and yeah. and they think that's all they have, and it's not. God is 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 he wants to show you and give you so much, but he's going to put you through things sometimes. Some people get blessed because they they they're blessed. Sorry. Yeah, and you Go know, Jay, it's not your it's not your purpose to be that way. You know, Jay, there is there is a local expression of the church that needs you and your perspective to be a part of it. There are other families who need to hear that. There are other families who are struggling who need to see your example and hear your testimony so that when you're struggling, they can come alongside and say, no, nah, man, you got this mm-hmm. right. And they can pray with you like it's both yeah. like and that's what we need as, as believers. And I feel like there's so many people who are missing out on that, both being an example and ministering. And that's a big thing, using your gifts in the body and also being ministered too. Great point. Right? That, you're, you hammer that are home. not Good meant point. to do that. Yeah. You're not yeah. meant to do it alone. Yeah. Right. For sure. So I've got, I've got a few things that I know there are believers out there who say, I would like to do that, but I don't know how to do it. I've been out of church for so long. How do I do this thing? And I think like I've got six things or I'll go through them real quick. Like first one is be well-versed in theology, just the greater understanding of God, not just fringy topics. Uh, fringy topics are fun to look at and they're fun to examine, but you know what? Sometimes they can be the distraction that takes you from actually studying who God is. And it can keep you from understanding what is proper doctrine so that you are more likely to be taken in by false teaching. So I think that's one of the things there. You don't have to go crazy deep, but get some, get some good understanding of a lot of different things. And you'll find that you have a lot more in common with a lot of people. And you can have that camaraderie with someone if you do that initially. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, have conversations, not confrontations. Right. And I would say best way to do that is ask at least two questions before you say something, right. So before you offer an opinion. Ask them two questions. I'd say as many questions as you can before you offer your opinion is a great way to have a conversation, partly because the more questions you ask, the more someone else feels obligated to ask you a question. Yep. Um, number three is sales pitch. That's, a, that's what a salesman does. <laughs> <you're> right. <laughs> uh, be friendly. Like actually act like you want to be friends with people. Right. And, and it says in the scriptures, in order for one to have friends, one must show themselves friendly. Just be nice. I hate small talk, but you know what? Sometimes you got to do some small talk. For sure. How's your week this week? What's yeah. going on? Be friendly and be the first one to be friendly. Don't wait for someone else to be friendly to you. I'd say if you do that, you're going to have a lot more, a lot, a lot easier uh, sort of break-ins to, to uh, different relationships and with people. Um, don't assume that church leaders hate you. 
Like sometimes we go in and be like, man, if this pastor knew all these weird things that I thought, <laughs> they would think I'm a weirdo. They would toss me out. I better not talk to them. I think sometimes we start out. That's why we shouldn't like start conversations with apologies. I just have to apologize. You know, I'm a little, I get a little, you know, <laughs> don't start with an apology. Don't assume that someone already hates you before you start. Right. I think that that's something we got to get out of our own head, you know, um, be a watchman. I think there are really important things that we can see from a different perspective that can really help someone out. So be that watchman for people. They might not be looking anywhere where you're looking and they need your perspective. And uh, the last one on this list would be, be a selfless servant and see the walls come down. Like it doesn't have to be about heady conversations or theology or all those other things. It's cliche, but go help stack chairs. Even go Jesus washed the feet of his disciples. Yeah, yeah exactly. Jesus was how a many, servant. Totally, how man. Even walls he even jo- washed Judah. He yeah. washed Judah's feet too, man. And he yeah, knew absolutely. he was the, he was the one that was going to kill him. So he, he, that's how. That's a good point too. He had 100%. total servant. I'd say those are some of those ways to really do that. And I got one last point that I think maybe people don't think about, which is they think that they're the ones who left the church and that they're like a lot of people who are in the fringe, they will almost be, uh, and not everybody's like this, obviously, but a little level of self-righteousness. I left the church. I know what's going on. I'm informed, all that kind of stuff. Well, the church, what the the word church means is the assembly, the assembly of the chosen It's essentially what Ecclesia means, right? So think about that, the assembly. We have a story early in the Bible, Genesis 6, where there were people who left the assembly to do their own thing. They went down on a mountain. Those are definitely not the people that we want to emulate. Mm-hmm. We were meant to be a part of the assembly. That's it's not, it's not rocket science when you start looking through all these things to see why God calls the church the church it's called the assembly he's saying this is my assembly at the end when we go to the new jerusalem we will be a part of the greater assembly we'll be part of that divine council so why do you think you're doing the right thing by separating yourself out from the assembly Mm -hmm. just whole cloth and think yourself greater because we're following the wrong example at that point yeah maybe just a thought just throw it out Yeah. So everybody that's listening, you know, uh, I'm going to definitely end this in prayer. I appreciate you. Thank you so much, Nikolai. I think this is a great conversation for, especially for our listeners that are kind of on the, on the edge. They're learning all this stuff about conspiracies and they're they're learning about the Bible and maybe they're not going to church because they have this, you know, Jesuits or, you know, uh, the Vatican or, you know, this, whatever, you know what I mean? Whatever's happening in their mind. So I'm going to end this in prayer. Thank you, Nikolai. Is there, you want to shout out your YouTube and your Instagram, anything like that, or just, you, can go you ahead. know, nothing's really started up. Uh, I'm, I'm starting getting into this space. So the one Maverick Pilgrim on Instagram, all one word, the one Maverick Pilgrim That's on YouTube. Name. Maverick? Yeah. Or Pil- oh, Maverick. 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 Yeah, yeah. That's better. That's, That's great. Wow, that's uh, YouTube, Gab Rumble. I have an account. I haven't posted anything yet in there yet, but I'm, I'm hoping to do that soon just to start conversations and meet some, some, some cool people. So I love um, you, man. <laughs> I just want to say, I love you, man. You, 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 you have really guys. tapped into something right now. When you sent your email and I read it, I, I was, uh, I was on, I was on, uh, on, uh, just teeter tottering. What, what was I, what was I going to say? Was it, that's why I sat there and listened to you talk the whole time. I didn't say a word, 
because I wanted to see what was going on. And and after I started mentioning what I was talking, wanted to talk about you, you really hammered a lot of stuff home that, that I, that I want to start actually doing more of, you know? So mm-hmm. thank you. I appreciate that. That's a, that's a blessing. Thank you so much for, for having me on, you know, and you say you love me. I love you guys just yeah, having this too, good brother. conversation. Brothers we in Christ right here, man. I loved Absolutely. it, man. Thank you. This was church right here. So I'm going to end it in prayer. So father God, in the name of Jesus, I know, there's a lot of people out there that are listening to this program that might just listen for the conspiracy side, but you know what we want to tell you guys, man. Yeah, definitely. The Bible side is the truth. It's the whole reason why we do this program is to get people saved. So Lord, please help people that are, that are on, you know, teeter totting whether they need to go to a church, Lord, please place them in the right church, uh, help them, uh, with their prayers and, and, and help them to get into the right direction and, uh, find the right leadership, find the right pastor, uh, help them to, you know, to serve, you know, help people to become better servants. When you see that person that's struggling, that you walk by that you don't know, that's uh, having some issues, you know, just stop and help them. So help people to be like that, you know, be more like Jesus, you know, and, and uh, be more of the example. Uh, Lord, I appreciate you giving us a clear, uh, you know, uh, reception on the show. Thank you for introducing us to Nikolai. This is, this was definitely an awesome uh, show that, that you, you bless us with, Lord. We appreciate you. Thank you. And we love you in Jesus name. Amen. Thank you, brother. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for a reason, man. There was a reason why the, uh, why we, we, uh, we met up tonight for There's sure a reason for that. And I totally believe in that. I don't believe in, I don't believe in coincidence. We're not coincidence theorists. No, I, I believe that, that God put you in my way right now to read this stuff and go through what I was supposed to be going through to read this and, and go through uh, this study. Thank you. Well, That's Nikolai, awesome. we'll have you back on the show, man. I'll, I'll invite you on and uh, we'll do it. Thank you. I'll everybody. talk anything biblically with you, bro. Anything Thank you want to talk this. about. Thank awesome. you, everybody that's listening. Subscribe, share, comment, and like. Thank you so much. God bless you. We love you.